0: What is up everyone? It is week 15 of the NFL season. Yeah, it's just blowing on on by. I'm not Stevie TPFL, but this is the morning grind. He's still out, should be back next week. So you're stuck with me for just a little while longer. This is week 15 and I'm joined by the great Keith Eister, Eyes819. How are you doing over there, buddy?
1: Doing good. Yeah, football season rolling along. Um, We're into that weird part of the season where we've got the Saturday games, So all kinds of football. Four days of football this week, and uh, not not a whole lot left of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I always forgot. That. Is there just one or two Saturday games? I can't remember.
1: Uh, two Saturday games this week. Oof,
0: gosh. Well, I, I, that's why I enjoy. I mean, I might not even play DFS on Saturday. I probably won't end up doing it. I'm just gonna sit and enjoy watching football, and not even have to deal with red zone. Maybe go to a bar. Who knows? Like, yeah, it's the. I do love the last few weeks of the season until it just gets to like, oh, everyone's going to be sitting. Nothing really means <laughs> it. So like last week of the NFL season is generally where I don't have red zone on. It's one of the few times, but yeah, we got an interesting week, a whole lot of COVID issues. I mean, it's worse than basketball, if you like right now, but we got some things for that sure. we have to watch <laughs> out for. So anything we say right now. Could potentially be worthless, but we're going to try and steer you in the right way on a lot of these games. You ready to dive on in? Yep, let's get into it. All right, we got Dallas going up against the Giants here. Dallas is a 10.5 point favorite here with a 27.5 implied team total. We'll start off with Dallas here, where Zeke's, I think, projected to play. Pollard is still questionable, but that's kind of the only injury news I think we have as of right now for Dallas One of the largest totals on the slate. Are you looking at some of these Dallas plays?
1: Yeah, um, everybody healthy in the wide receiver room outside of Cedric Wilson, I think is on the COVID list. But um, the three main guys back, uh, played a ton of them last week. Loved the matchup against Washington. Uh, Cooper was the one that ended up getting there. I had a little bit more lamb. So tough to figure out with three very talented wide receivers. Dalton Schultz is kind of broken out this year. So another talented pass catcher. Um, but you got to have some interest against this giants defense. Um, you mentioned big team total. I mean, Dallas is pretty heavy favorites. So theoretically you want some interest in Zeke. Um, you can't, I don't think you can play Zeke if Pollard is active. If Pollard misses again, um, I'm fine with it, but I don't love it. He's priced up. He just hasn't looked great this year. Um, and there's some other running back spots that I look better that that look better to me. So uh, I'll have a little bit of Zeke, but not a ton. I'm more interested in the passing game, but it's a, it's a hard situation to figure out. Hard to know who to stack with that. Um, but I'll, I'll sprinkle a little bit of Lamb, a little bit of Cooper. And I don't love that price on Gallup, especially with the other two healthy. So yeah. um, probably just Cooper and, and Lamb for me.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's so, so tough on any given week to try and figure out who's going to be the guy that just blows up here. I mean, Dak's obviously very much in play every single week, and this week is no different. I think you're right, Zeke at 7.3K. I don't know if this is the right week to go with him. I think it's possible to play him. He's just looked bad over the last few weeks, but if Pollard ends up missing, I mean, I have to assume going up against bad Giants defense with a huge total, they're probably going to be running the ball late in the game, although we've seen certain times where they're just like, oh, let's run up the score here. But if I'm ranking the guys in the receiving core, I think it's Lamb, then Cooper, then Schultz, then Gallup. I mean, Gallup, you're right. He's a guy that earlier on in the season, like more than last season, that wasn't quite a guy that was worth the 5.5K price tag. You're just looking for those giant blow-up weeks when he's too cheap and he's not going to be terribly highly played. Um, but I think, yeah, 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 it's either Cooper or Lamb. I mean, I'm slightly side with Lamb. But you can go with any of them. What about over on the Giants side? I mean, Giants are just a mess, as always. I think Glennon's going to probably be the starting quarterback, although Daniel Jones was limited. So we don't quite know. It's, it's kind of a coin flip. I think slightly more towards Jones here. And then the receiving core looks actually fairly healthy for once. Barkley was limited in practice, I believe. Um, or he was out for practice. So who knows what's going to end up happening with the running game. Giants are a mess every week, and Dallas's defense has been good. I, I don't know if there's anyone I want on this side.
1: Yeah, Barkley just hasn't looked like he's fully back to where he was. Um, tough to play him against a pretty good Dallas defense. Uh, Galladay hasn't really fit into the offense well at all. The guy I would have some interest in is Sterling Shepard. If Tony misses again, uh, is still on the COVID list, hasn't been activated yet. If Tony's out, I think Shepard has a very fair price at forty-seven hundred on DraftKings. Should see some volume here in a trailing game script. Um, probably, probably don't want any Barkley. Shepard's the only guy I'd have interest in.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a little tough with Shepard. Like I, early projections have him to be about twenty percent owned here. Same with Barkley. So that's the main reason for him. I mean, Barkley at six point five k. I've chased him so much that I've just got to stop at some point point, just cut my losses. And I think this is. If he's going to be heavily owned, then I'm fully off of him. If he might play, or if he might not be played too much, then I could see using him. But Shepard, yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate that. Like, he grades out as an all-right play. But with a lot of people playing him, I, I just don't know if I want to go there. Let's move on to the next game. We've got Houston going up against Jacksonville. We have a four or 39.5 total here. Urban Myers is gone. He's, he's no longer a coach in the NFL, which – I don't even think he's angry about that. I think he was just kind of done. He's going to collect his paycheck and just be – just go on with it. Like, honestly, genius move. Absolutely genius. Just, hey, get a ton of money. Get out of here. That's it. But, uh, yeah, not, not, a, not too many things to look at here. I mean, the main pieces over for Houston are looking like they're going to play. I think that uh, Burkhead is out this week, and that's kind of it for over on Houston. On the other side, I mean it's it's pretty healthy outside of I think Jones is projected to miss here. We'll start off with Houston. And I mean, Houston's look like trash sometimes, but without Burkhead in there, like David Johnson is looking interesting going up against a terrible Jacksonville defense. Braden Cooks getting a ton of targets. Taylor is still pretty darn cheap at 5.4k or Mills still pretty darn cheap at 5.4 K like who, who are you looking at anyone here in this great matchup, even though there's a low team total?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there's some value to be found in this game. Um, I have chased David Johnson a couple of times this year. Um, Royce Freeman's still there. So I don't love it. Um, We'll talk about the situation in Miami, and that's still yeah. to be determined. Who knows who ends up playing with Miami? But, but there might be some value open up in the running backs there. Um, I really don't want to play David Johnson. Um,
0: Do you have a lane between Johnson or Freeman?
1: I think it'd be Johnson for me, um, but again, I I don't love it. Uh, Freeman did did get worked in quite a bit last week—eleven carries um, and eight targets. So. I think they're both kind of interesting and it's just going to depend on the rest of the news um, if we don't get some of the other value that it looks like we might, then I, I would have more interest in this situation. Um, but the Miami Jets game, I think, is, is interesting to target for value. So to be determined, um, I think it, they'd be Johnson would be about third on the value running back list for me if we do get the value the Jets and the Dolphins should have some uh, value running backs.
0: Yeah I think you're better off going with Braden Cooks like he's gonna get double digit targets Jacksonville's not good like this is a game script where they're not likely to be losing by a ton we have a five-point spread which is not all that normal and from what we remember from Mills like he'll zero in on Cooks so I think Cooks is probably the play here what about over on the Jacksonville side I mean Houston's not really a great defense. James Robinson is going to get the bulk of the carries, I assume, now with the Urban Myers. I mean, who knows? It's a new uh, new coach here, but like I'm done with the wide receivers for Jacksonville. Maybe it changes with a new coach like O'Shaughnessy. You see, he could potentially do something, but Marvin Jones, Chennault, Treadwell, uh, all three of those guys just don't really seem that interesting to me. I think you just hammered the run game here, um, assuming that. James Robinson plays, which he was only limited. I think that's just normal.
1: Yeah, with, with Urban out, I, I do have some interest in this Jags offense. Um, James Robinson is the one that, that jumps off the page. Hopefully he he is healthy and in there. 5,400 is a very nice price. Houston's actually been capable as a pass defense, but their run defense has been, been really bad. Um, and Robinson, I think, is a talented running back, so definitely have interest in him with the Jags at home here. Um, he would be the guy... The receivers are cheap, but I think there's any I, chance
0: that Lawrence is just not actually that bad. and It was all Urban Myers. and Maybe something I, changes here.
1: I think there is a bit of a chance. Um, I, I'm probably going to take some shots. 5100 on Lawrence. I mentioned Houston's past events, but a complete change um, with the coach here. So I do have some interest, especially with the, the value um, the wide receiver position offers. Laquan Laquan Treadwell has kind of carved out a pretty decent role had at least five targets in in each of the last three weeks and he's still 3,300 so that's a that's a super cheap stack and you can throw James O'Shaughnessy in there with Dan Arnold still on IR Uh, he is 3,200 so you could get a really cheap double stack here Um, I don't think the Houston pass defense is terrible but man that I mean that that's really cheap so I do have some interest in that
0: yeah I mean I don't want to I could see myself talking myself onto it later on the week. I mean, maybe over on something like Super Draft, Maybe they let Lawrence just, hey, you can actually run now. Just run wild. Know that you have the legs. But, I, yeah, like, looking I, – I I hate playing all these guys. It's – I've chased Chenault. I've chased Jones at the wrong time. But, I mean, 4.6, 4.3, 3.3K – Gosh, I might have talked myself into this, and I hate myself, but (laughs) regardless, Robinson is a guy that I definitely have a decent amount of interest. He's just too cheap, considering that, I mean, let's be honest, Urban Myers has absolutely no reason to give Hyde carries, and he gave Hyde carries, so now with him gone, we could potentially see it be just, all right, let's just let James Robinson roll move on to the next game here we got tennessee going up against pittsburgh we have a 41.5 or 42.5 over under here tennessee is the slight one point favorite tennessee we all, all the same injuries as, all, uh, as always like just new ones pop up constantly but as of right now like main pieces that are not in there are henry and aj brown on the pittsburgh side seems like ben held out of practice but i'm assuming ben will be good to go this happened pretty much every single week are you looking at anything over on tennessee it's not an easy matchup going up against pittsburgh like the running backs are not generally guys that i want to target too much foreman's a little bit cheap but i don't know like julio jones is 5.4k like chasing julio jones this time like never seems too well didn't really do great after coming back from entry I don't know I I might I'm probably just gonna fade everyone except for maybe a little bit of exposure to Julio Jones
1: yeah Julio stands out um he only played he was just under 50 percent uh, of the snaps last week 49 percent um theoretically he should be another week healthier here um now who, whoever knows with Julio uh, but that price tag is very attractive, and there's nobody else for, for uh, targets here. So Julio might run into a huge role. And Pittsburgh's defense, like they have a great reputation, but they have not been great this year. Um, I have a little interest in this Tennessee team. Um, have to keep an eye on the weather in Pittsburgh this time of year. Uh, but assuming that there isn't a ton of wind, I'm I'm interested in this Tennessee team a little bit. Um, in particular, Julio Jones, um, 5,400, I think he's in line for a bunch of targets. And I have a little interest in Dante Foreman as well. 5,200. We just talked about Robinson. I do prefer Robinson. Um, but I think I'd go to Foreman before I went to David Johnson. Um, so I'm still undecided on how, how this running back value shakes out, but I think Foreman is in that conversation.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world since he's come in to be kind of the lead back or the co lead back, at least he's, he's gotten some workload. 15 touches last week, 20 the week before, went off for 100 yards against Patriots. I just don't like the matchup here. I'm probably out on him, just pretty much Julio. On the other side, like, seems like it's the same guys as always. Like, we know that Harris is going to get a good workload, and we know that Deontay Johnson is probably going to get targeted over 10 times. Seems like it happens every single week. Going to be moderately shocky just because of his workload. But, I mean, it's, it's those two guys for me. Like, I get fryer is a pretty solid overall play every single week, has the touchdown equity sitting at 4.5K. But to me, it's mostly Najee and Deontay.
1: Yeah, Deonte is is one of my favorite wide receiver plays of the week. You mentioned just a, a massive role, huge volume. Love that. Uh, I'll, I'll have some play pool, too. Um, up to nine targets last week been a little bit inconsistent with his volume this year, but there's big upside there. Like that price tag at 5,900. Um, and Tennessee they've been okay on, on defense. Um, surprisingly, I would say, but I do, I do like the Pittsburgh side of this a little bit as well. Um, I, I think I'd lean to the passing game more than Najee, uh, just because of the price tag. He obviously has a great role, not going to fault anybody that wants to play him. Um, but I, I have a little bit more interest in, in Johnson and Claypool.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think Deontay is probably the best play. I'm just going to wait see where ownership ends playing. But that's pretty much it. Let's get to at least half interesting game here. We have Arizona going up against Detroit. Looks like Hopkins is probably out for the season. Um, Edmonds, Connor, both of them may or may not end up playing this week. On the Detroit side, Hawkinson, Swift, They're still kind of up in the air. We don't really know what's going to end up happening with the running game here. But let's start off with Arizona, like with no Hopkins in there. We know the main wide receivers, Kirk, Rondale Moore, A.J. Green, like Kyler Murray's back. He looks pretty great. It's a fantastic matchup versus Detroit here. Who are you looking at for the Cardinals?
1: Yeah, there's not a ton of high totals this week the Cardinals have the highest team total um, of the week. So I, I have a ton of interest in this Cardinals offense. Got to see what shakes out with the, the running backs room here. Um, if Connor plays and Edmonds does not get activated, which kind of thought he was going to get activated last week, did not end up happening. So um, trying to pull up the don't see much of an update on Edmonds here yet. So we'll have to keep an eye on this situation. Connor's tough to play if Edmonds is back because I think they work him in a good amount. Um, they've been cautious with Edmonds. I think if Edmonds is, is active, he's fully healthy and, and he'll work right back into that kind of 50-50 split. So it's tough to play the running backs then. Um, Connor does have a, a questionable tag as well. So if it's only Edmonds, I'd be very interested in Edmonds. Um, just have to keep an eye on the injury situation I have interest in the Cardinals backfield it it gets tough to play them if they're splitting but I'll probably even if they're both active I'll probably sprinkle it it would be reserved for large field tournaments only unfortunately at that point Um, but they may run the ball a ton if they just come out and and put it to Detroit and win big here which I think they're definitely capable of with Hopkins out I have interest in the wide receivers obviously too Kirk has a very nice price, fifty three hundred. AJ Green forty nine hundred. Rondell Moore forty four hundred. Um, they mentioned the team total. There's points to be had here. I think all of those prices are fair. I mean, AJ Green has looked like he's the the wide receiver that's going to step up and and take the biggest role here. He had a great game last week, um, but I, I've I've got interest in Kirk and Moore as well. Um, I'm, I'm going to have a ton of exposure to this Cardinals offense. Just kind of depends. How the injuries shake out for the running backs, I've got interest in, in stacking Kyler with the receiver as well. Yeah, if you had to rank
0: the wide receivers, what, what would be your current order?
1: Yeah, let me pull up ownership too, just so I can
0: factor that so in. Uh, it's Kurt 20%, Green 9%, Moore around 3%.
1: Yeah, people just hate playing A.J. Green. And if that's how it's going to shake out, A.J. Green is is the top play for me. Um, I, I'll gladly take the ownership discount. I know he's got that old old guy tag on him. But he has looked very capable all season long. And I think people um, forget
0: he, that he just wasn't trying. He wasn't trying like, since the last two exactly. years. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't care. He's like, I want out of here.
1: Yeah, AJ Green just definitely stands out as the top play for me. Um, Kirk, at that ownership is difficult. So, and and Moore's role has been hard to figure out. He should step into a little bit more volume, especially with the the banged up running backs. Um, I think they they work him in. Uh, they love to throw it to him behind the line of scrimmage as sort of an extension of the running game. So I think they do that a good amount to, to Rondell Moore. Um, so based on ownership, I'd go AJ Green one, Rondell Moore two, and Christian Kirk three.
0: Yeah, no, I'm on the same page. I mean, Moore definitely has a lot of low ADA, but he's explosive in the field. He can break off a big one anytime, and he's definitely more in play in full-point PPR sites. I know that, like, he's kind of a question mark, too, of, like, he he could end up with four or 24. Like, he's just kind of all over the place, so strictly reserved for GBPs, but he's a guy that could end up seeing a decent amount of volume without
1: Hopkins in here. So I want some Zach Ertz, too. $5,400 5400 is a is a tough price to pay for him. but with People Hopkins, are just
0: chasing like him from two weeks ago, which I, I was on it. He won me a bunch of money that week. But, yeah, I just don't know if I like really want to play him at that price tag if he's going to draw some ownership. I guess he's, we, he's not projected for much on DK. He's a great player on FanDuel. Um, but TK, it's just tough to pay that for him. Like, they still have plenty of different options.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, it, not not somebody I'm going to have a ton of exposure, but it, on DraftKings specifically, like FanDuel, he's he's going to be popular. On, on DraftKings, he's looking pretty, pretty low-owned, tough price tag, like you mentioned. Um, but you're just – I mean, I think the touchdown equity is there. Especially with Hopkins off the field, I mean Green is obviously a very capable big guy too down down in the red zone. Um, but I think Ertz still has has a good red zone role. Um, I'll pro- I'll probably chase him again.
0: Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, moving on to Detroit, it's pretty much if Hawkinson plays, you can play Hawkinson. If Swift plays, you can play Swift. Neither of them played. Like, go ahead and take a shot on Raymond or Josh Reynolds, but this is not an easy matchup versus the Cardinals or I think they're still second DVOA defense. I I might like, unless Swift plays, I might just, well, if Swift doesn't play then you can play Williams. Like outside of that, I just, I don't want to play any Detroit players.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I don't have very much interest in this Detroit team at all. Um, tough matchup, like you mentioned, just I, depend. I mean, if, if Swift and Williams are out again, the, the running back talent, isn't very strong. Um, the wide receivers again, not, not a ton of talent. Uh, we did see St. Brown kind of go off last week, 12 targets, two weeks in a row, but now his price is up at 5,200. I don't want to pay 5,200 for a monerat St. Brown. So I, I mean, I want, I want a ton of exposure to Arizona, but I don't think I need to run it back with, with any lions. Um, Risk of blowout is, is there, but I, I think the Cardinals can can get there um, at their prices before they let off the gas. So um, I don't think that Arizona needs to be pushed by Detroit. I probably won't have any Detroit runbacks.
0: Yeah, well, let will move on to the next game here. Just who knows what's happening. Jets versus Miami. Miami is a <laughs> nine-and-a-half-point favorite last time I checked, check, but that could obviously change around. Not a huge total sitting at 41 this game. We'll start off with the Jets. I mean, Jets are the Jets and I hate playing them and I keep playing them. But good news, Michael Carter might be back in the offense here. He's the guy that I have a lot of interest in. Without Elijah Mitchell there most likely, um, he's going to be the main source of offense. I know Zach Wilson doesn't like to check down as much as Mike White did or even Joe Flacco it seems like. But Michael Carter has been pretty good so far this season. I think he's going to be the main workhorse. I think he's the guy to go with. I mean, but if you want to take a shot on any of these super cheap wide receivers, I mean, Crowder's the only guy in there at 5K that isn't even, that is anywhere above the floor here. But I, I think Michael Carter is the guy to go with at 4.7K.
1: Yep. I'm completely with you there. That's the reason I didn't have a ton of interest in David Johnson. I think Michael Carter is a, a much better play than David Johnson. Uh, right now we have their ownership close enough to where I still prefer Carter. Um, if if that ownership separates a little bit as we move closer to kickoff, maybe I have more interest in Johnson. But uh, right now it's, it's definitely Michael Carter over David Johnson for me.
0: Yep. And then the Miami side, Waddle just got placed on the COVID list, like I think an hour or two ago. Um, seems like most of the running back room, who who knows? <laughs> like, and, and I don't know all the, it's tough to figure out this early on in the week, because I think a lot of them are COVID protocols, just contrary, I don't know, like I don't understand, but I mean, potentially, given on who plays, like, you could not have a whole lot of running back depth whoever starts is probably going to be the main workhorse here. Like, are we just assuming that whoever is the main guy from Miami, kind of one of the best, if not the best, running back play on the slate going up against the Jets who are just terrible against the run?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it, they have to be because of the matchup. Um, I mean, it, it's going to depend on who is able to work their way back, if anybody. I mean, if, if all three of their main guys, so Gaskin, Lindsay, uh, Ahmed, if all three of them are out, I mean, Duke Johnson, I guess, I'm not sure if they're comfortable giving him a lead role. Uh, so Jared dokes, I think is a rookie. Um, you'd have to have some interest in him. If he's the lead guy, it's the matchup, um, and the price tags on some of these replacement guys, you'd have to have some interest, uh, so definitely a situation to monitor pretty, pretty hard to break it down. Um, still a couple of days from kickoff with so many guys up in the air. Um, I mean, Gaskin, if he plays is, is probably, like you said, the best play of the week. i um, try, just trying to see if we have any updates. I don't see anything. Yeah. I'm looking right that,
0: now.
1: Like just not knowing who's playing it, it's difficult, but I have a ton of interest. Whoever is playing. We'll just yeah. leave it at that. I guess.
0: Yeah, if Gaskins plays, he's the workhorse back. He's going to play a ton. He's going to get a ton of work versus a terrible defense. If all of them are out except for Ahmed, Lay Ahmed, like, I don't know, just whoever ends up playing. It's, it's impossible, but, like, if there's scarcity, then people are going to end up – whoever's in there is going to end up playing a pretty big workload because they have they have a lot of actual viable running backs – None of them are great, but at uh, their price tags with this matchup, they are pretty solid. What about the receiving game? I mean, they could end up relying on it a little bit more. Without Waddle, Parker's far too cheap at 4.3K. Um, I could see Gusecki being one of the chalkier tight end plays, rightfully so. Like Miami's a decent favorite because of playing the Jets, but I mean, it's still you're going to have to pass the ball at least early on.
1: Yeah, I, I have a ton of interest in Parker at that price um, if Waddle is out and Jasicki as well at 5K. Um, one of those guys should have a, have a great game. I mean, there's there's just not much talent behind them. Um, we've seen them very willing to use Jasicki basically as a wide receiver. So I, I, I love Jasicki here um, and Parker is too cheap. So I have interest in both of them. I'm, I'm probably not going down the depth chart outside of that, but a ton of interest in the, in the two main guys.
0: Yep. All right, let's move on to the next game here. We got Washington going up against Philly, uh, 44.5 total. Philly is a 10-point favorite. As of right now, it looks like Heineke is good to go. Um, But both Terry McLaurin and J.D. McKissick are both in concussion protocol, so we have no idea. Uh, We'll see how the weekends are playing out. Uh, Guessing both of them aren't going to play, but it's too early on in the week to really know that. On the Philly side, looks like most of the guys are good to go. Start off with Washington here. If McLaurin's out and McKissick's out, like Gibson is potentially one of the best running back plays on the slate. And they have to throw the ball to someone. Like, it doesn't look like Curtis Samuel will play. Um, like, there, there's just going to be no real skill players outside of Gibson on this offense. I have to assume he's going to get a massive workload. I mean, if. Gary Terry ends up playing. It's a concussion. Don't have to worry about any lagging effects. He's a great play. He's always a great turn to play. Um, but if not, I mean, Ricky Seals, Jones, Humphreys, Carter are all super cheap. McKissick's still going to have to throw the ball. Game script's in their favor. I don't know.
1: How are you kind of treating the situation early on in the week? Yeah, McLaurin is the guy I, I have a ton of interest in if he can get cleared of the protocol. Um, if he's in there, I, I want a ton of McLaurin. Gibson burned me bad last week I thought that was great chalk I jammed in a ton of Gibson so last week was not a not a very good week for me because of that um, just thought with being the only guy in the backfield there it was very difficult for him to fail yet he he fumbled and missed some time in the second half I don't I guess it was because of that fumble I don't know maybe he got banged up um, but yeah that that was a painful one um, <laughs> so a little PTSD for me i um, the amount of Gibson I had last week, but I agree with you. He's a great play. If McKissick is out, if McKissick is in there, I probably won't end up with a ton of Gibson. Um, If McKissick is out, you got to go right back to it though. Unfortunately, I don't know how much interest I have in the, in the wide receivers. if, If McLaurin is out, Humphreys is the guy I'd be looking at. He's had a decent role here recently over five targets the last two weeks. So it looks like he's working his way into the offense a little bit um if I was taking a stab on one of these guys he would be the one
0: yeah I mean I think Ricky Seals-Jones is probably the guy I'd end up going with I mean if McLaurin's out Ricky Seals-Jones isn't bad like Logan Thomas I think is out for the rest of the season I can't remember exactly but he's sure not playing this week he is out yep yeah so uh yeah I think Ricky Seals-Jones might be the best option in the receiving game but Wait and see. Like, if more McLaurin plays, play McLaurin. If McKissick sits, play Gibson. It's that simple. Like, we know Washington. We know where they're going to get the ball to. On the Philly side, big favorite here. Miles Sanders got 24 touches last week. Wow. Waiting for that all season long, very much. Still didn't even crush because he didn't end up with a touchdown, but still, like, getting used heavily. Game script's good, but that Washington pass defense is just bad. So, like, are you focusing more on Sanders? Or are you focusing more on Goddard, Smith, Rhaegar, who's just
1: trash? So it depends on Hertz situation. Um, if Hertz plays, I don't know that. I, I don't know. A, a running quarterback with an ankle injury is is tough to jump right back on for him. So if Hertz limited. is out, I think he plays. All right. If, if Hertz is in there, it's. I don't know if I want to play Sanders. If Hertz is out, I have a ton of interest in Sanders. Um, but Hurts is going to cut into that, that rushing share, that workload for Sanders, I believe, um, unless that ankle is just still bothering him and, and he's not and they don't feel comfortable with him running as much as he did earlier in the season. Um, this is a tough situation. Like Washington has a really good de- run defense as well. Um, so I'm kind of lukewarm on on Sanders, despite that volume that we saw last it was, week.
0: It was actually two weeks ago. I've got by last so We didn't get to talk about it.
1: Right. Yep. You know um I think Goddard's the guy I prefer here um big ownership number on him though so um yeah I mean I'm just lukewarm on Philly overall I know the Washington pass defense has been a wreck um I think Devonta Smith would be my preferred play of anybody um just because Goddard looks looks like he'll be a little bit popular and uh tight end chalk is not something I like to chase
0: yeah, I mean, Smith, he's always kind of priced where he should be for his upside, but his downside is pretty big. Like, no one guarantees that they even end up passing the ball more than 15 times in this game. It's a little bit tough here. Like, if I'm ranking my plays, it's probably Sanders, Goddard, Smith, Rhaegar. But, yeah, I'm not terribly enthusiastic about any of them it is what it is. Um, next up, we got Carolina going up against Buffalo. Twenty or 44.5 over under Buffalo, 10 and a half point favorite. I mean, have we gotten news of cams going
1: to even start again? Um, I have not seen that. Looks like the most recent is he, he is expected to start.
0: Yeah. I mean, if he does, he's been so bad. Like is he even going to finish the game is something we have to think about. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust cam at all. Like, yes, I love the rushing upside, but like P.J. Washington, they might just be like, no, we're not playing Cam. Maybe he's a little bit better now, like after another week, but I feel like I've been saying that every week. His pass catchers really don't have anyone to throw the ball to. Hubbard is sitting at 5.7 K, and it's not terrible considering his upside, but really, if you can just stack the box up, like he pretty much needs to get two touchdowns. I, I just, I don't really want anyone against this very tough Buffalo defense.
1: Yeah, I'm out on Carolina as well. Um, Buffalo has been the best defense in the NFL up to this point. I know they lost Tredavious White, but he, he's a big deal. Don't get me wrong, but I, I have concerns about the Carolina offensive efficiency. Um, Cameron just doesn't have it. Um, that P.J. Walker lingering, they've rotated him in on a couple of series each of the last two weeks. Um, I'm just, I'm out on this Carolina offense, especially with this matchup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just want to take a shot, take a shot on more, but you're likely better fading Buffalo side. I mean, we've seen him before keep passing the ball, even up a ton, like this game. I don't think it's going to be particularly close, but Carolina is still pretty good pass defense. No one's really grading out in projection systems as a great play. I mean, obviously, You got multiple guys in the running game to go, so can't really rely on that. Pass defense is good. Like, if you want to stack up Diggs and Allen, that's fine. If you want to use Knox as a one off, he can always get multiple touchdowns. Beasley, Davis are both fine. But I mean, overall, I think that this is a spot where I'm probably mostly just going with Knox, maybe one or two Diggs slash Allen stacks.
1: Yeah, Gabriel Davis is the one I have a lot of interest in. Um, the the Digs' role just hasn't been the same as the last year. I'm not interested in that. Beasley's fine at 4,900 as a volume guy, but I don't I don't love it. Gabriel Dav- Davis at 3,700. Emmanuel Sanders um, currently listed as doubtful. Doesn't look like he's going to play. Um, so Davis should have a an increased role here. Um, Saw eight targets last week after Sanders left, scored a touchdown in each of the last two weeks. I'm willing to chase that at 3,700. Monitoring the Josh Allen situation as well, Uh, had the walking boot on after the game last week. Uh, But assuming he's active, I I don't think they would run him out there unless he was good to go. I think he's
0: invincible. He'll be out there. Yeah. I'd definitely be interested in what is Trubisky?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so just something to note there, but expect Allen to play. And if Allen's in there, um, ton of interest in Davis, I I would have interest in Davis, even if it was Trubisky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm kind of on the same page. Like honestly, yeah, this game would get a whole lot more interesting if it was Trubisky. That would be, I'd like to see what he could do outside, like in a full start outside of Nagy. So Yeah, how he got fired, didn't get fired before Urban Myers, just beyond me. Oh, gosh. Um, Moving on to Cincinnati, going up against the Broncos. The Broncos are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, 44 total here, being played in Denver. Cincinnati, I mean, Higgins was limited. Burrow, I don't think played or practiced today, but that's that finger. They're just giving him some time. I fully expect him to play. Could be wrong, but that's, that's just kind of my guess. Over on the Denver side of things, I mean, both the running backs were limited, but I'm guessing they're going to end up playing. So we'll start out with Cincy here going up against not an easy matchup in Denver. Like, or, I mean, Mixon just is going to get run over and over and over again. Did not really pay off the last two weeks like we expected him to, but not really. I don't know, that San Francisco game was just all over the place. The Chargers game, like the last two weeks, Bengals have been involved in two of the most exciting games of the week. Um, but to me, like Mixon's probably the top choice. Like Chase had a pretty decent outing last week, going for 25 points, had multiple touchdowns. But Higgins, I think, is still probably the better value here. People might be chasing Chase, but all these guys are kind of priced where they should be. You looking at anyone for Cincinnati?
1: Yeah, I have interest in everybody, but you you just hit on something. I think they're all priced where they should be. Like there's not a ton of value here. Um, So you're chasing a ceiling. Um, I think Mixon is the guy I'm going to get to the most chasing that ceiling. You mentioned his role is is just incredible. Um, Cincinnati, I think... I don't know. Denver's actually favored here, but I think Cincinnati has a chance to win this game. Um, I know it's on the road as an underdog, not, not typically the situation you want to a, a target for a high volume running back like Mixon definitely risk of him getting game scripted out a little bit. Um, but I think I'm going to chase it at very low ownership. Um, if Cincinnati gets out to a lead, uh, mixing could definitely see 25 touches, um, and I mean, has multiple touchdown upside. So I think Mixon would be my preferred option. Um, I do like Chase and Higgins as well, but they are, they're priced up. So probably won't get to a ton of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of on the same page. They're fine. They're not great. They're not terrible. That's kind of it on the Denver side. Like the running backs been doing some work recently. Like obviously last week, if you played both of them, you're probably sitting pretty, pretty pretty there. Um, Bridgewater just kind of taking a backseat to the running backs, still just kind of managing the game match versus Cincinnati isn't a terrible one, not a huge implied team total here. Like to me, I think Javante Williams is probably my favorite play here. If you want to go garden, that's also fine, but I don't really have a ton of interest in the receiving game. Like maybe as a bring back, assuming that Cincinnati got up big, like I don't mind bringing back Sutton or Judy, Patrick or Fant if you're playing Mixon. Uh, but just not a great spot for anyone.
1: Agree with you. Javante is my preferred play. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I never like playing Melvin Gordon. He they they were both able to get there in, in that matchup with Detroit last week. I mean, definitely they had four tougher. touchdowns between the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, definitely a tougher matchup this week. I don't see that happening again against Cincinnati. So I think you need to pick one, I think it'd be Williams, just hoping that they end up giving him more work as they come down the stretch here. Um, he's looked like the more talented guy. Um, so Javante Williams will be the one I'm chasing. I'm with you. I'd, it's hard to figure out this passing game. They're all pretty talented, um, but I've chased big games for Judy and Sutton for a couple of weeks now, and it hasn't really worked out. Uh, with all of them healthy, it's, it's tough to Figure out which one's going to be the guy that gets the volume. So, um, outside of a, maybe like a secondary correlation with a Mixon Sutton type of thing, Mixon judy is, is fine, uh, but I don't have any any interest in in stacking them with Teddy. Um, so just sprinkles of them as as secondary correlations with Mixon.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of where I'm at too. Like, just it, it's not really a great offense. It's not really a great match. It's not really a great spot for anyone. Like. If Melvin Gordon, he was limited, or Javante Williams, either of them gets ruled out, then I'm, I'm all over them. But it looks yeah. like they should play. They are both limited, so I'm not really worried about that. Let's move on to the next game here. we got Atlanta going up against San Francisco. San Francisco is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. We have a 46 over-under here um, for Atlanta. Seems like the main guys that are out are still out. Over on the San Francisco side, Elijah Mitchell, Kittle, um, both out from practice, so we'll have to wait and see on them. It's early on in the week, definitely has a pretty big impact. We'll start off with Atlanta here. I mean, Pitts has been fine this season, but I, I just like not paying off any week since like week six. I don't know if I can go there. Patterson is a machine. I love playing him. I will continue playing him. He's always a good t- tournament play. No problem, Patterson, but that's really it. Like San Francisco isn't a great matchup. Patterson can get it done, whether they're ahead or behind. Gage is fine. Pitts is fine. But it, it's just Patterson for me. And I don't have a ton of interest in him. It's just big field TPPs. T- he always has a huge ceiling.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have any interest in Atlanta, really. Um, Gage is priced up now. I don't want to chase his big volume that he's seen. Um, Pitts has been frustrating. I'm, I'm not chasing that either. If I was going to play somebody, it would be Patterson. Uh, but this, I just don't like this Atlanta offense at all. You mentioned it's a tough matchup. Uh, I have respect for that San Francisco defense. so I, I can't see myself playing any of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's probably just not a great spot, but like I said, Patterson always in play. Maybe Pitts has another random breakout game, but I think you're better off going elsewhere. On the San Francisco side, obviously Elijah Mitchell and Kittle news is pretty big. Um, I think regardless of what happens, Debo is very much in play. If Mitchell ends up playing, no problem playing him. If Kittle ends up playing, I think that he's fine. Like, but, I mostly want to target the running backs here, whoever is in the game, and I'm considering Debo a running back at this point.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's what we saw last week with um, Wilson out there as the lead back. It, uh, Debo didn't hardly, like, it, his target share fell under 5%. Yeah,
0: how ridiculous is it that, like, Debo went from the biggest target share or, like, top three target share in the league – to the last three weeks he's played he's had one reception in each he's like he's fantastic he's great but how they're using him is just all over the place he can get there as a running back he has huge touchdown volume but like I don't I don't know I I just don't know what to do anymore
1: (laughs) yeah it's a difficult situation to figure out um Kittle's the guy that has taken over. Ayuk has seen a great role too, but Kittle's the guy I would want to play. That's, it's a big price tag, but um, the guy's absolutely smashed the last two weeks, 15 targets and 12 targets. Um, he's he's found the end zone three times in the last two weeks. So keeping an eye on Kittle, if he's, if he's active, uh, I know it's a big price tag, but I'll have some interest there in this matchup against Atlanta. I don't know what to do with Debo. Um,
0: I think you still play him, but I think he more affects like all right. If Mitchell plays and Debo plays, is that bad? Is that worse? I, yeah.
1: <laughs> See, if if Mitchell is back in there, do they? That does Debo then become wide receiver one again? I don't. I don't know. A tough situation to figure out. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton of upside, so I, I agree with you. I think you need a couple shares of them at least. Um, deep tournament only, but. I think you got, he's got to be in play just because of the ceiling that he's shown. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that Mitchell is the key to how I attack this. Um, if Mitchell's out again, you, you assume Debo plays more running back and Iuk is, is in play as a high volume wide receiver. If Mitchell's in there, I'm probably out altogether on IU.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's weird to say for running back plays. I'm out on this wide receiver, but right. San Francisco does <laughs> some weird stuff. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Kittle's in play regardless. Samuel's in play regardless. Ayuk's in play if Mitchell plays, or if Mitchell doesn't play. Mitchell's in play if he plays. It's just kind of how it is. Wait and see where things go throughout the week. We'll see. But let's move on to the next game here. We've got a good one. Maybe not as good from fantasy perspective, but gonna be fun to watch. We got Green Bay going up against Baltimore. We have a 43 and a half total here. Not terribly high considering. Um, but Rodgers, he should play. He was, at, he was limited in practice. He should play. Um, Jones was limited. He should play. Uh, Lamar didn't practice. We'll have to kind of wait and see on that. I'm assuming he's going to play, but we're not going to know anything until later on in the week. Um, actually kind of affects things more with Green Bay. Well, it affects things with Green Bay, too, as well as Baltimore if Jackson doesn't have playing, because I don't know if this game stays close. But Green Bay we know who to play. Like it's Adams, it's Jones, it's Dylan. That's kind of it. I mean, if you're ranking them, it, for me, it goes Adams, then Jones, then Dylan.
1: Yeah. Adams is, is one of my favorite plays of the week for sure. Um, yeah. I, Rogers should be fine. He's had that toe injury for a couple of weeks. He did apparently aggravate it or something in last week's game, but he should be out there um, making Adams a, a great play. Valdez Scantling, I have a little bit of interest in. Um, that price tag is is coming up, and but the volume is as well. Um, he was over five targets again, um, had nine targets and 10 targets the two weeks before that. So he does have a questionable tag still as well, was limited yesterday. Didn't see the report on it today. But if Valdez Scantling is in there, I have a bit of interest. Um, the running back situation is, is tough because Dylan has worked in there quite a bit. Aaron Jones has been banged up. I don't know on, on a main slate if I want exposure to either of those guys. Seems like there's a pretty pretty evenly split timeshare there now. Um, so Adams is, is one of the best plays on the slate. A uh, sprinkle of Valdez-Scantling for me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not playing Scantling, but he, he's just kind of dead to me, which is <laughs> not good analysis, but I know long-term not playing him is probably got to work out just as well as playing him. Um, on the Baltimore side, obviously Lamar News is pretty big. Um, I'm probably not playing the running backs. If Lamar plays, Lamar doesn't play. Go ahead and pair him with Brown, Andrews, or Bateman if you want. If I have to rank him, it's Andrews, Brown, then Bateman. But that, that's pretty much it. Like it, it, It's the Ravens. I'm staying away from the running backs because several mouths feed, and I just hate playing Devontae Freeman. Lamar is the way to go.
1: Yep, I uh, agree with everything that you just said. I'd have the the same rankings: Andrews, Brown, then Bateman. Um, yeah, if, if Lamar plays, I I have interest even if Huntley is in there. He actually looked pretty good last week. I would play uh, some
0: Huntley.
1: Yeah, I I would as well. So definitely keeping an eye, an eye on the Lamar injury situation. Um, not not a spot I'll have a ton of exposure to, but definitely a spot I have. Have some and and I think it's decent enough. I'll take some shots on him.
0: Yeah. All right. Moving to the last game of the slate here. We got Seattle going up against the Rams. The Rams are a four and a half point favorite, 45.5 over under here. Um, as of right now, like Metcalf ended up missing practice, but I think he's fine to go. Um, that's really it. Like Donald, I think they're just being careful with him. Um, they have COVID issues. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Like we'll see. But I, I, whatever ends up happening in this game, I have I have a boatload of interest. I mean, we'll start off with Seattle here. I think that Metcalf, Lockett, Russ, all guys that I think you could very well play any of them. I always pair Russ with just one guy, as most everyone does, like running back situation. Penny could be Collins. It could be pretty much anyone Um, like who knows, but I think most of my interest is in Lockett, Everett, Metcalf, Wilson, and I'm pairing Wilson with one of Lockett and Metcalf or Metcalf and potentially Everett. If I'm ranking him, Metcalf is 600 or is 800 cheaper. I know he hasn't been as good the second half of the season, but always has massive upside we know what Seattle is. We know what they do. They're going to run the ball and they're going to pass the ball deep to back half of Lockett.
1: Yeah, best game environment of the week for sure. Um, have a ton of interest in Russ Lockett and DK. Rashad Penny broke the slate last week, obviously. I don't think I can chase that. Um, I don't think he's near as attractive in a trailing game script. We expect the Rams to play it from ahead here. Um, but I, I have a ton of interest in Lockett and Metcalf. they've been trying to get Metcalf more involved here recently, eight targets in each of the last two weeks, but the efficiency is falling off. I don't know if Russ's finger is is still bothering him or what it is, Um, but I'm going to keep chasing that ceiling on Metcalf. I think he's he's just
0: slowly getting healthy.
1: Yeah. And I mean, he's going to have to throw it more. You would think against this Rams team um, because their offense can put up points in bunches Uh, should be a pretty fast paced game. Uh, like like the Rams should speed up Seattle is what I'm saying. Seattle obviously tries to slow it down, um, but the, the Rams play fast and they should speed up Seattle a little bit. So it lock it in Metcalf are the, the two I want for sure. Uh, I'll chase a little bit of Ger- Gerald Everett too. don't mind that price tag at thirty five hundred. Yeah, it seems far too cheap considering yeah. like he's, he's been, seen a decent role here, too.
0: Yeah. And he's got touchdown equity. He can get ten tar eight, 9, 10 targets in a game. Like, I, I really like Everett here as tied in play. On the Rams side, like, I don't know, is OBJ in COVID?
1: Yeah, I, I think protocols. he's expected to miss. So, this is, I mean, Cooper Cup's the best play on the slate for sure.
0: Yeah, if OBJ's out, then Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, just play him. Higby, I think he's fine. Like, they, he shouldn't even have been held out the last one, but the protocols are weird. Like, Higby at 4K is just too cheap. Henderson, if he ends up playing, then no problem playing him. If he doesn't, then Sony Michelle, too cheap. Like, we, we have to wait and see what the COVID issues end up bringing. But, like, I'll play Stafford regardless. I really like Stafford and I will play Cup regardless. If OBJ is in, I'll play OBJ. If OBJ is not in, I'm playing a bunch of Van
1: Jefferson. Yeah, completely agree. Ton of like, the Rams are going to probably end up pretty chalky, but it's chalk. I'm going to eat. I would argue that Cooper Cup is actually underpriced at 9K. Like the dude just has the best role in football for fantasy. Um, The touchdown equity people expect it to fall off at some point, and it just hasn't. Um, He continues to get targets in the end zone. Um, Ben Jefferson has stepped into a bigger role, and if OBJ is out, like that is a locked in rock-solid wide receiver, two-roll. Um, he's a great play at 5,600. I'm definitely going to have a ton of him. I think you can play Skowronek, too, at, at minimum mm-hmm. price. Um, I, 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 that's going to be a large field thing for me, for sure, only. But, I mean, somebody's going to need – like, OBJ hasn't gotten totally involved in this offense yet, but Skowronek should fill that role at a minimum. Um, at 3K, I'm willing to take um, chances that, that he runs into some volume here. Um, If he finds the end zone, that's a smash at 3K. Um, So I'll even sprinkle him in a little bit. Higby's the one I I don't, I won't probably get a ton of. Um, I mean, it was just a COVID issue was the reason he missed last week. So he should be completely fine. And I believe it was a negative or a false positive as well. So like just no issues with Higby. Maybe I need to revisit that. He is only 4K. That That yeah, is a that very is a, attractive price. Just
0: too, especially <laughs> if OBJ ends up missing, I have to assume they're going to do some design plays with him.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do have some interest in Higby as well. Just this game environment's awesome. Um, <laughs> the running backs, it depends on if Henderson plays. If he's in there, I don't have a ton of interest in the running backs. I don't think. If Henderson misses again, I think Sony Michelle is a fine play price tag is coming up but he he's going to have a great role if he's if he's the only guy there they don't trust anyone behind him so um he's great if henderson is out i probably avoid the running backs for the most part if henderson is in there Yeah,
0: yeah all right let's play the morning grind game and then get on out of here quarterback to throw for 300 plus yards not in the top five of pricing,
1: not in the top five of pricing okay um, let's see here. I, Rogers was a guy I had written down, but he is in that top five. So I'll pivot here. Give me um, give me Jimmy Garoppolo against that Atlanta defense. Um, I think, not sure what's going on with their running game. He's been close to 300 each of the last two weeks. Um, if Mitchell is out again, I think they can, they throw a little bit more. Garoppolo can get there.
0: Yep. I'm going to go with Dak. Seems like the easy one. Um, low owned running back for
1: a touchdown. Um, I talked about Joe Mixon a lot. I, tougher matchup against Denver, but Mixon, if they play from ahead, he should see a ton of volume. Um, I love Mixon as a low play.
0: I'm gonna go with Cordero Patterson, currently projected for under one percent ownership. That's far too low for him. Uh, wide receiver to get eight or more targets, I think it is. Who you got?
1: Um, Let's see um I need McLaurin to, to clear protocol. Um, but I think he's a guy they really try to get involved here, uh, assuming he is good to go. Um Philly is big favorites. Washington should be trailing, should have to throw it a ton. So assuming that that uh McLaurin is active, I like him to get a ton of volume.
0: All right, I'm gonna go with Braden Cook's uh quarterback, wide receiver stack for a touchdown. Um
1: here give me actually you know what i i got that backwards heineke mclaurin was my quarterback wide receiver stack uh wide receiver to get the volume uh, the a plus targets. give me julio jones on that question um just there's nobody else there in tennessee i think julio jones plays more snaps than he did last week i like julio jones to get eight or more targets give me heineke mclaurin as the quarterback wide receiver stack to score a touchdown
0: all right i'm gonna go with parker getting a touchdown without waddle in
1: there um
0: Jets are just hot garbage. Uh, Tight end to score a touchdown.
1: I'm on that same train of thought here. So I'll give me Gesicki to score the touchdown.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Gerald Everett. I like uh, that a lot too.
1: Yeah. Defense to score a touchdown. Um, just don't like this Atlanta offense at all. Offensive line is terrible. San Francisco at home. Love them as a defensive play this week.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bills against Carolina, which probably my guess is going to be the shockeyes defense. But Cam Newton is just hot garbage. Um, any last-minute thoughts before
1: we get out of here? No. I mean, keep an eye on Saturdays. Saturdays have been a mess here for COVID news the last couple of weeks. So yep. um, we could, could have a lot of late-breaking stuff again this week. Make sure you keep an eye on that, obviously. Um, could completely shake up the this, slate. This
0: yeah. Yeah. It's that time of year. Uh, but nope. thanks for joining me, Keith. Uh, Stevie will be back next week. It's been fun We're 15 weeks in only a few more to go. We're out of here. See you kids.